You guys ready or you need a second? I am always ready to talk nostalgia. I've just strained a muscle in my back. <laughs> oh, so you're not That's going awesome. anywhere then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and welcome into the Big Book Podcast for Stardate Unknown. You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. That's a signpost up ahead. Your next stop, the Big Book Podcast Clip Show. Now, hold on. Don't turn off your radios yet. This is going to be quite possibly the only acceptable clip show in media history. I'm Andrew, also known as Automaton2000. Joining me is the master of mirth, the boom boom LaSalle of you who drinkers. Welcome to the show, Jared, a.k.a. Big McLargehuge. Uh, Jared, you've been away from the game for quite a while now. On to bigger and better things. How often do you have the inescapable urge to tear things in your daily life? Um, I mean, I, I think it's something that you're born with. So it's uh, something that just, you know, tear the different sides at my dinner. You know, that's I just it. It happens. It's just part of me. You were molded by it. We didn't even tear until we were young men. But yeah, I'm sorry. I just butchered <laughs> that that Batman reference, by the way. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Don't worry. Tom Hardy butchered it before you got to it. <laughs> also joining us. The growth hormone Gimli of the Upper East Side, the Richard Cox season three terrorist, <laughs> the touch angle in the tapestry of my life. Welcome, Finn, aka Stars and Garters. Oh, very clever, Finn. Eat any good books lately? Uh, I don't read books anymore. I only read comic books. They are of a lower form of literature. They go down easier. They are more easily digestible. You know, I think we, a lot of problems we need to get together and, and read some comics. I've I've been asking for a little while now, so. You know what? I could I could think of some good stuff. I could think, but we're not here to talk about comic books. We're here to talk about big. Books. Well, we are kind of here big to talk books. about comic. We're here to talk about whatever you guys want. Um, so yeah, we're going to take a bit of a departure from standard this episode. Uh, this was recorded sometime before you're going to be hearing it, but fear not. We have all the stats and breakdown you need for these new crew. This month's mega recurring is a tier three command dip Psy voyage rank twenty five with two to four collections. This month's objective event giveaway is a tier 3 command dip set crew. Rank 40 on voyages with 2 to 4 collections. This week's event crew is a tier 4 command dip Eng voyage rank 60 with 2 to 4 collections. Fellas, how's your command dip roster looking these days? Uh, well, to quote the uh, philosopher David Byrne, it's the same as it ever was. <laughs> uh, because same as it ever was. <laughs> yeah. The, that, it's, that's part of why uh, I kind of got out of it is just that it just felt very repetitive and with you know different art but you know we don't want to throw too much sand right from the get-go i don't know if you don't want to throw sand i'll throw sand like it, it is a case <laughs> of i bet you i could reinstall timelines on my phone right now boot up my roster and i'd be looking at it and go yeah that was about what my roster was like last time i played <laughs> that was around about the same places i had those pieces and they excited me momentarily and then I went off to do something that was a little bit more thrilling. Um, and but... you still wouldn't put Captain Praxton on a voyage. <laughs> never, never. <laughs> Fuck that guy. He's such an asshole. <laughs> He's an asshole. You know, He's I, I, my best I almost want to let the secret slip, stars that, that, that you and I have, but I, I'm, I'm going to keep that one to my grave. But you, you know what it is. Uh, yeah, I was actually looking this up for for a, a, another BB pod we're going to be doing soon. They're a, a year apart. There's a giveaway crew and a, a, a mega recurring crew. They're both command up something, and they're 0.02% apart in Void score. I'm like, this is so pointless, you know? And, uh, well, okay, let's go in the Wayback Machine back to, what was that, 20, early 2018. 
That's when I started. Big, I know you started what? You were there when the game started, right? 2016? Uh, not quite at launch, but I think maybe two months okay. after the game launched. Yeah. And started Zero at 2018? I believe 2018, 2019. Yeah, because I think it was just after Discovery Season 1 had finished, I believe. I believe. That was, I think there was. That was still. I came in right after the Discovery Meg had finished, I believe. And I think we we're in the the TNG Mirror Mega, which I believe came right after it. So that mm -hmm. was right about when I got in. Yeah, I think it was the end um, of 2017. I, I remember there being like no great player resources. There was a Voyage Calc, and then there was like a, a level 100 spreadsheet that was pretty bare bones. I don't think there were like Voyage triplets or, or anything bespoke, really. I think there was a Dunok Airlock sheet as yeah. well, but I don't think it was really very well Well, I mean, Voyages weren't even a thing for quite a long right. way into the game, so... So how, how did you guys like grope in the, the darkness the then, uh, as you were trying to figure out which crew were good for your rosters? Well, I will tell you that um, at the very beginning, um, the very first gold behold that I ever got, oh, I no. took. I, know this one. I took. <laughs> yeah, I took Judge Q because yeah. he was. Oh well, he's the face of the game, so he must be good, right? <laughs> he's not good. He was never good. Uh, so yeah, and then um, my second goal behold, I took uh, Enterprise E Picard, because it's like, oh, it's Picard. Oh, I love Ooh. Picard. Then he's he's got to be good too. Also not good. So yeah, it was just fumbling towards uh, ignorance and just doing the best you could, and because. Early on, it was about completing the away missions and stuff like that. There, there weren't a whole lot of things to do. So, you know, maximizing the power of your crew was not the top priority way back then, really. Uh, so it didn't really click in until they started introducing things like voyages that that stuff really started to matter. Yeah, no, I think Voyages and Gauntlet were both 2017, so Finn, by the time you joined, by the time I joined, they had those. But there weren't really great resources to tell you, like BigBook.app, to tell you which crew to use where. <laughs> I mean, what, what kind of <laughs> decisions were you making? What kind of behold or, or, or roster decisions uh, do you do still haunt your dreams? Uh, it was all based on, I like that character over this character. It was a lot of purely going by affection, which, to be fair, I think was a... A kind of um, an ethos that I carried through with me throughout the entire game. I don't remember any particularly scarring ones, but I know for a fact there must have been really good crew that I must have skipped over. There must have been like a few good gauntlet crew, or probably one or two really top night like, uh, like voyages. I was like, eh, they'll come around again, but I really like the look of that crew, and it was probably real fucking garbage. Like, it's always the way. <laughs> um, I think I had some vague intonation of well this crew has three skills so they must be better and that's generally true but at some point i ended up with an ambassador loxana troy so clearly i didn't hold to that ethos completely <laughs> um did, did you get yeah, a chance that, to was... use her in her 65 percent gauntlet or is that just like the reason you took I her and then did. you never did okay i did use her a few times and she was okay she was firmly okay uh she beat um, Mambo Picard a good few times which I feel like is both appropriate for like in and out of universe. I feel like that is appropriate. Troy beats Picard every time. Um, <laughs> so, so there's some schmuck that rolled in with his judge cue and you're like oh I'm going to crush this guy in Gauntlet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Not that we're calling anyone out by name uh, on the podcast. All right, so I, I, I had two formative moments early on. One, there was actually, it wasn't quite a, well, it was sort of a tier list. So, someone had written a letter grade uh, post on the old Disruptor Beam forums, which had been replaced twice now at this point. Uh, and he had given Commander Uhura, the, the two-skill four-star with bases like oh, 500 God, yeah. or something, he gave him like an A because, because she was easy to equip. And so I had to behold him like, oh, well, you know, an A grade's pretty good. Or maybe it was even uh, S tier or something. I, so I picked her, never used her once. And her event came around. She was big bonus uh, in a galaxy. So like 10x bonus, didn't even use her once then. So that like, I'm like, oh, I know I can do better. I got it. Someone's got to do better than that. And the other one, and stars well, are going to hate me for this. What you're saying is that that Uhura should be hauled away as Asgard. <laughs> Uh, the other one, stars. You, you won't be happy, but I, I had to choose between uh, Musketeer LaForge, who I love. I love his art. Great art. Big floppy mm. hat. He had gauntlet ability back then. He had a little bit of voyage ability. Or Protomorphous's Wharf, who was a two-skiller. And, you know, you don't need too many of those. I, I don't think he even had a collection back then. But the people in, in my fleet were like, big base, he got to take the big base, he got to take Wharf. So I took Wharf, <laughs> and I regretted it so bad. I'm like, why does big base matter? I have all these crew for shell. So, yeah, I tried to set out to do to do something a little bit better than that because I get sucked in. You know, I get obsessed when I start doing something like this. I started reading all the material. All these people posting, like, behold choices on Reddit. I'm like, well, which one really is better? I, I'd look up all the stats. We even started making up our own like metrics to, to try to figure out these crew and I would wake up you know I you know how obsessive it, I'd wake up at like three roll over to send out my shuttles and I'd see someone add like a behold post I'm like oh I, I gotta help I, I know this crew I'll help them out and I go to bed like an hour and a half later and I had to get up for work I'm like this is so stupid I'm gonna I'm gonna sit down I'm gonna write it all out in, into some kind of large tome of behold advice uh, and I soon soon realized that that was not tenable long term uh, so and this is where you guys enter the picture because I, I, I like to think of myself this is the X-Men reference for you Finn I like to think of myself as the Charles Xavier of the group I sit in my chair and I, <laughs> and I, and I touch my head a lot but I also see things in people and I saw things in you I, it stars uh, Finn you were writing these huge soliloquies for mega events like listing every possible bonus crew and what they had for lunch mm, uh, I remember that yeah and Jared, when I saw your post, I'm like, "Oh, this dude is probably smarter than me. I, I should ask him that to join in on the on the big book." So, uh, you know, if you remember back then, when I asked you if if you had any inkling of of helping or or working on that kind of resource, what was it that you enjoyed about it? Was it the creative writing outlet? Was it the the numbers stuff? Um, for me personally, I remember because I've always liked getting into the. I I, you know, I grew up with a copy of the Star Trek Encyclopedia on, as a Christmas gift. You know that was a like one of my gateways into caring about the nitty gritty and the trivia of Star Trek. So like going into the nitty gritty of like stats is like it's kind of a natural outgrowth of that. But it's also a case of I just enjoyed writing about crew and I enjoyed writing funny jokes. Like that's always been something I've enjoyed is just trying to make people laugh. And I think I recall one of the first notes I ever wrote was for Section 31 Giorgio, if I recall, like the little, uh, the, the four-star super rare from Discovery Season 2. And I remember writing a line about, uh, yeah, calling a Colonel Waylin, and this was back in the day when you could still, when you still had hyperlinks, and I fucking, <laughs> to this day, Dude. 
miss having hyperlinks because so many jokes land so much better if I can just link you to the clip or the moment and like man but when we had to get rid of the Google Doc and we had to move over I was so upset because <laughs> there were so many good jokes in there that we had to rewrite um but yeah I remember like putting that in and I think you annotated it because I used to submit all my notes to you for approval before we put them into the thing because we were still were we ever that young <laughs> yeah I know right oh no we were younger um and I think I remember you just writing, oh yes, Bond reference, you're fitting well. <laughs> it's like, I think it all kind of snowballed from there. Well, so my time starting with the, with the book was actually um, when uh, you were looking to step away from it for a while. Uh, or indefinitely. And Which I, has happened I, about seven times to this point for yeah, reference. So, Yeah. So I... I just I saw the utility of the resource and I really enjoyed it. I used it all the time and I felt that it needed to continue in some form and if I could do that uh then I would be doing a service and kind of repaying the the value that I had taken from it just as a player. Um so we talked to each other behind the scenes and uh uh you kind of gave me the run through of how to do it, and also, I like uh, like Finn says, I I enjoy writing jokes. I enjoy writing, you know, pretty damn good at too. Yeah, like references and things like that, and that that appeals to me. Um, and I just liked the style of the whole thing, and I felt like I could fit in to that style to to some degree. And then, yeah, you um, we had talked to each other for the first time, and it was wasn't just text over reddit anymore or you know what have you it was tender and, caresses and, and long stares at each other across <laughs> vast distances well, what, and then then naturally what do you think the about very these first skillers while we like you caress <laughs> each other yeah and naturally the very first thing that i ever wrote was the the note for uh fury kess uh referencing future sweaty puberty kess so i guess that rubbed <laughs> off uh um, so to speak yeah <laughs> So see, that's the thing, because like we, we'll go back sometimes and, and look at notes, and none of us know who wrote it because we all like our 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 joke style, our writing style, to some degree is kind of like melded to where like I don't know who wrote this, but I crack up laughing at some of these, uh, and, and that's always a treat. Yeah, and it's one of those things where it's like you never quite realize how good your comedic chemistry is going to be until you start. You're picking out over the notes and working out okay you when you try and suss out who is it because there's certain jokes that i'll make that you won't make there are certain <laughs> jokes you'll make that i won't make because like cultural divide and all and then there are those ones where it's like okay that's inside of enough of a trek reference that could be any of us yeah, yeah i usually have to go by the the british spelling to see if it's a if it's a fin uh, note or if it's me no. <laughs> um but then the idol got involved and that made it even messier <laughs> yeah yeah, so the, the hyperlink era is, is probably my favorite, I think. Uh, you know, in all respect to uh, to Alex, who came along, uh, Captain Idol, and helped sort of modernize the stats part of things. And then to who I will have redacted post-edit, but you know him as No Name Namer. And, and he took it again to another level. But, you know... It, like we talked about early on, it doesn't really matter. Like, especially nowadays, these crews crew are like 1% better than the other. And if you take your favorite every time, you're going to probably have a better time than, than trying to chase crew and being upset that the WRG doesn't release the stats or the power that you want. So, yeah, early on, it was 
it was mo- more about educating myself than it was everyone else. And so to do that, like before it launched originally as a Reddit post, I was putting in like six, seven hour days either after work or on the weekends, just writing and writing and researching and stuff. And you, ha- you know, you got to break it up somehow. You got to do jokes. You got to do dumb references. Mm. Uh, I think one of our favorites to this day is uh, Maki Eddington's note says three traits, two skills, one airlock. And that's like all you <laughs> yeah. need to know about some of these crew. Um, yeah. And then like, like you mentioned Bond, I mean, we, uh, Finn and I would, during skirmish events, we'd watch James Bond and, and sometimes we'd talk about crew or this and that. Um, but what comes next is very unhealthy. And that that was like the four to five <laughs> hour tiering sessions we would do. This is before oh, the gosh. algorithm took hold. We'd, we'd get on call. And really, you know, this is an extension of things we'll talk about. Uh, uh, well, we also have to put things into context because people are so used to there being 10 tiers. For those of you who know the before times, that did not used to be the case. There used to be no. 15 of these fuckers. Yes. 15 tiers. This Which was, in some respects made the decisions easier because you had more um, sure. places to slot crew and you could make smaller tiers. But, uh, but it also made it so much more um, like persnickety because it's like, hmm, is this piece of trash a tier 14 piece of trash <laughs> or a tier 13 piece of trash? And it's like, my guy, they're all yeah. trash in the end. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny, though, because when Cab Tools, I think when they launch, it might still be the case. They have like they go up to like 14 point something. And so it just happens that, you know, we were like 14 tiers for a while and they're at a 14 point system. So maybe there's some inkling that like, okay, this is, there's, there's about 14 degrees of difference between this crew. But then again, you know, it's all made up. The points don't matter. Uh, But, but, but these tiering sessions, they were really just an excuse for two adult men to spend time together, I think. And, uh, or more at times. (laughs) Yeah. Now, Jared, I I think, well, because you're, you're a father of, of four. Um, you we couldn't steal you away for those. I, I, how many of those did you sit in on? Uh, uh, probably three, four, five, maybe at the most. It would just it would be like some random Saturday uh, that we just decide, or you'd put out the the bat signal and it's like, all right, everybody <laughs> get here at this time, because and that's also when we were bringing on other people to try and write notes and pick things up because we were just not able to do it um, as timely as we wanted to do it at the time. So um, it that just lent itself to, to larger groups, although that made for chaos in a uh, uh, just an audio-only audio Discord situation. So, um, yeah. It's alone. So I know, Big, you you were, I don't know if you still are, a fantasy football guy. And th- that's another avenue where I would just, you know, destroy my life spending hours and hours, like, going over all the stats and all the trends and stuff. Uh, was that part of your fantasy football life, or were you a little more casual in that realm? Uh, I used to take it very, very, very seriously. Um, and, yeah, the that skill set translates directly to what we do over here because yes i i would you know get into matchups and uh, you know projections and all of these kind of things to where you know you're like streaming defenses and stuff like that and dropping and adding players every week and so finding the value uh is a really important part of 
fantasy sports in general. And yeah, so that's exactly what the big book was always intended to be. It was about finding the value in the things that you have. So, By the yeah. way, for the, for the uninitiated, uh, defense and fantasy football is kind of like arena. You only look at it after you've got your wide receivers and running backs and voyages and gauntlets set. It's kind of like the afterthought sort of thing. But uh, <laughs> Are your non-tank shuttles, I guess? So the, the British shaking his head. He's like, what is this, what is this <laughs> foosball you're talking about? Yeah. All right. Well, you don't ever use it. Bring it down to me in X-Men terms. That'll be easy for me to understand. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I, I have to get, ask you guys an honest question here. I, I mean, I'm looking for an honest response. Do you still get the, I don't think you guys have written for about a year, I would say. Do you still get the itch really sometimes good, to just yeah. sit down and create a write about Star Trek characters? Uh, this is kind of an unfair question because I do a tabletop for you guys every now and then when I find time. So, yes, I do. <laughs> so the way that I would always um, describe me and writing is I am always glad to have written, but I hate writing mm. uh, because it it is such a it feels like such a painful process for me to get through and uh <laughs> also lend itself to more than a few pings of hey you know are you gonna have this note done in time for the before the entire event is over was i a slave uh, driver kind of thing no it well but it it, it 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 was hard for me to to make deadlines sometimes which is why it is ever more hilarious in retrospect that i tried to have a career in journalism <laughs> um <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I it, it it's a big undertaking for me to write anything, even if it's just, you know, a couple of hundred words on something. So, I have to really 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 want to do it to to actually start. So, no, I I don't do any uh just casual writing of really any kind. Yeah, I think for me it's kind of the opposite where sometimes I have the urge, like I need to get it out of me, I need to let it flow out of me. But then at the end I'm like, oh, I just wasted two hours of my life writing for this thing that no one will read. Uh, and so, yeah, it's funny because what what really kept us going, like, you know, we weren't on the payroll. Uh I've been in the red for, for five and a Despite half years. Despite many, many, many accusations <laughs> yeah. that we were throughout the years god. yeah i would love to have been on the payroll like good fucking god i work yeah. a minimum wage retail job do you think i want <laughs> if you think if i were on a fucking a corporate payroll i wouldn't be screaming to god about how happy i am <laughs> i'm not that good at keeping a secret <laughs> yeah i actually i actually looked into fantasy football writing at, at one point too because i was, it was investing so much time and i enjoyed writing and i thought you know if i'm gonna be writing anyway i may as well get something out of it but uh no, that, that wasn't quite the case. So, yeah, the two things that kept us going, uh, you know, was A, the little bit of feedback we'd get here and there. People would DM me or, or, or drop by in a, in a thread or something and say, you know, they really appreciate it. And every single one was like, okay, my day is better now. Uh, and the other one, you know, was just spending time with, with like-minded people who enjoyed the same things, uh, who could help you grow, you know, like, like the the Charles Xavier crack, I I like recruiting people who I see out in the wild in timelines who are like, okay, this guy's smart, he gets it, he's making comments that help other people. Uh, maybe he said one or two things that I disagree with. Good, I need I we need that feedback then on on the team 
we need someone to help freshen our viewpoint and that kind of thing. So um, I'm glad you guys were, were recruitable at the time. It's definitely kind of a right place, right place at the right time. Or, or yeah, just I don't think that a year before or a year after things would have lined up the way that they did. But I am so glad that they did because I, th I think I'm a, a better person for having all right don't lay it on too thick all right i, I don't <laughs> no, think but, but, i don't think we were that formative in the journey of your life but uh, but i appreciate the the compliment no, you understand the hierarchy goes wife big book kids <laughs> <laughs> dude all right so we actually was this this was this was for one of our one of our streams um i think it was in a, like a, a star trek episode review i don't think it was a timelines talks but Big is in his car. He brings his microphone out to his car, and he's out there recording just to get like a moment of peace from the family. Uh, like, that's, oh, that's how dedicated this guy is. You, I think. Yeah. And then, yeah, like, as soon awesome. as we hit, as soon as you know, we hit stop recording. His, his wife comes out. And he's like, "All right, yeah, that's enough. You gotta come, <laughs> come do something." So, <laughs> this man is is dedicated to the, to the camp. Commitment. Yeah. Yeah. For real. But yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right with um, saying right place, right time, because. I think about the way that my life has turned out in the last few years, and I think, you know, maybe barring the pandemic, which obviously opened up other avenues for us, like there was no other time in my life that I really would have had both the time, the inclination, and the um, just like the need to be more sociable. Like in the sort of the, the grand scheme of my life, there's a few things that have really helped me open up and get over. You know, kind of. I think most people have a degree of anxiety about sociability. You know, working in retail did a big bit of part of it, but you know, I think you know, also will probably attest to the fact that I didn't even want to be on voice call or on video call for the longest time. You brought up the idea of doing a podcast, and I was like, nah, that's not for me. I haven't got the confidence to do that. And now I do it every <laughs> week. Um, so maybe yeah. it's not one of the most formative parts of my life, but it certainly has helped me in a great way. And I've made friends that I'm going to carry for the rest of my life. I've been to another country I'd never been to because of it. Like, It's one of those things where you really do have to look back at the the weird little coincidences of your life you think you know if i hadn't commented on those stray threads of who should i pick in this behold and we hadn't crossed paths what would my life look like and i think it would be substantially poorer so folks out there in tv land imagine trying to tier 700 crew one at a time where you have to type out your argument to the other person to, to try to convince them that this should be no no this is tier 11 this is not tier 10 there's a clear <laughs> distinction uh, why don't we jump on call save some time nope can't do that got to type out these four paragraphs and then hit enter that that yeah. was that was our life for a little while so yeah i guess i guess i guess it was formative after all big but forget what i said yeah <laughs> Uh, well, I, I benefited, also, and that's the important part. <laughs> yeah, and it just was kind of reaffirming that you know the being the person that you are can you know mean something to other people, and not just you know the other people in your house or uh, something like that. It just I think that's always a good um, message to take away from any kind of a situation like this that just the things that you like other people can like too and it's you know that's always a good thing so the strength in numbers yeah so so this is kind of a, a look back at um 
Bill Gates starting Microsoft in his garage kind of thing, minus the success aspect. Because, you know, <laughs> over the years it has grown. Uh, you know, a shout out to, to all the guys that, that we haven't mentioned yet. You know, the, the newer era of, of crew, Captain Idol and Nifty and Genos and Frank and Namer and DC Pilot and, uh, and Ain't Ever Lucky. And we, we've had and Garrick and several other people over the years who've, who've pitched in one way or the other. And so it's got more stats focused and it's got more algorithm focused. We even had WRG contacted me at one point. He's like, hey, you know, can we get your tiers and spreadsheet forms so we can take a look at them? And, you know, <laughs> so if you ever wonder why they pump out crew like tier three, four, like clockwork, they have, you know, an area to hit. And, you know, good on them. They're looking at player tools to try to see, okay, how can we extract maximum value? How can we keep them on the hamster wheel? Um, and so I guess, you know, the, the three of us to some extent have, have fallen off the wheel over the over the years over the months um but you know the friendship has endured and that's really kind of the heart of of why we're doing this podcast why we did the the resource you know obviously we we don't get much from it um i know big has to get to jeopardy and back to his family (laughs) well one other topic before we wrap up this is going to be a shorter one i want to ask you guys about fake crew uh timelines talks originals we called them i stars that was your big thing um uh, big i don't know how much you got into it but uh, yeah how, how much fun is that like because i still do that when i'm watching tv uh, i'll watch the star trek episode i'm like oh i don't think we have that crew in game i'll do the uh he's probably med command sigh uh you know how, would he be more gauntlety what kind of traits would i give him does that part of your brain still linger still uh, uh itch it's almost inst- entirely a stars question there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, it absolutely does still fire off. Like not as much as it used to, where I would literally just like have my my big pages document full of X Y Z, and then I would just usually go name, episode, skill set, and then I would fill in the rest later. But you know, I I, I was watching Picard season three episode one, and I saw you know Beverly with that freaking phaser rifle. I'm like, yeah, that's med set command right there. <laughs> Like that's an easy one, and then I would, and then in the back of your mind, you're always like, man, I'd make a, like a tier one with like a really good gauntlet ability, and then in the back of your mind, you're like, but they're gonna make a like a dip set med if you're fucking lucky, you ass or you don't don't give them too much credit. So I will say that the I think the the gratifying part, the most gratifying part, in a way, is when you would see the crew actually pop up in the game later, mm. but. At the same time, you're thinking in the backyard, my, mine was better. It's like my, <laughs> if my I trait- recall, yeah, no, I did that. I had that happen with Prophet Kira Norris. I came up with this really cool sex side thing, and then this, yeah, no, Dave, come on, sec. Dave, come yeah. on, sec. I was like, you guys, come on, please. Why you gotta do this? We, we will still <laughs> never forgive Suspiria. It's oh, just. <laughs> Don't have a knob oh. flashbacks. Why would you ever say that name? <laughs> oh. Oh, that episode of Voyager is forever ruined now. <laughs> Dude, she, no, she's it's getting harder and harder to she's do. She's telekinetically uh, abused, uh, slaughtered members of Voyager. They're hanging from the ceiling with blood dripping down. They're like, you know, this crew needs diplomacy. That's what she needs as a yeah. skill. Yeah. And then we have to tear. It's a primary skill. It, it's Oh, it's so gross. And then we have to tear these crew and pretend like they actually mean something. Oh, oh yeah. that's the, And that was the other thing, too, is that when we... when we started the timelines talks and then you have to say something like actually say something live on a stream <laughs> about every new crew that comes out and you run out of ways 
and it just stops being fun to say, well, this crew sucks, that crew sucks, or this <laughs> crew is pretty good. Oh, that crew's good. And having to come up with new, like I, I understand better about, you know, sports commentators having to talk about the same players on the same teams over and over and over mm. again and having to find new ways to new takes, you know, as they would say, because, yeah, we would have to do that all the time, too. Up the middle the for a three-yard gain. Second and seven. Yeah. Three yards in a cloud of dust. <laughs> what, what's three yards in a cloud of dust? Is that um, that that weird little hologram guy that was absolute trash? I forget which one his name was. Oh, God. I'm going to remember it in like three hours' oh, time. Oh, uh, Dejarin? The, the Voyager guy? No, I remember Dejarin. I think I remember him being okay, but I remember you savaging him, I feel, I feel like. Oh, well, I mean, there was plenty of savagery to go around oh, over yeah, the years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's, a, there's plenty of crew that we well, took. Because like, it was always the fun thing of like getting getting up uh, to do the, the, the stream, looking through the crew, and then you just kind of look at them, you watch the stats again, and you click over and you go, oh, that's trash. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, eventually you got to the point where you had automated your eyes to the point where you would see the stats popping, like, oh, that's trash. That's going yeah. to be pointless to talk about on the show. <laughs> yeah. Because we're getting so morose. All right. Uh, one, I lied. One more question before we end it. Uh, we got to answer honestly again. Did, we used to joke about this. I don't know if anyone actually did. Did you ever, like, uh, either tear or, or, or write a, a note for crew a little less praiseworthy, hoping, like, three more people wouldn't event for them that week so you'd have a better chance at, at, at getting that crew in the event? Did you ever do that? Or are you honest right down the line? I know that we put stuff in notes saying that we should do that <laughs> like it was actually in the text mm, it's like we should talk yeah. down this crew so we have a better chance of getting them ourselves it's uh, like odo uh, odo accusing himself of murder in that that early season episode where he's like only a changeling could have done this yeah no it's, it's one of those things where we constantly made jokes about it and i feel like maybe there were probably a few people who suspected that we did but like no, I, we we were all way too nerdy and way too honest to ever actually do it. It was way yeah. too much of a, guess what, truly unique and interesting and good crew only come over so often. If I undersell them to you, I'm doing a disservice to you, I'm doing a disservice to game, but most of all, I'm disgracing the uniform. <laughs> um, and that was not something that we did, that's not what we were about, even so... though I'm sure I must have lost myself three, four, five hundred places on a crew I really wanted at some point as a result. So as Star says, we are the Wesley Crusher of the piece. We're in Starfleet. We don't lie. We're in Big Book. We don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you said that line too well. To I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're in Starfleet. We don't lie. <laughs> All right, so... This 30-minute pod has been this long and this thick, but we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. <laughs> Thank you, Finn. Thank you, Jared, for joining me. Um, Always. The, the moral of, of this 30-minute of this Star Trek episode is, you know, play for your friends, play for the characters, don't play for the stats, even though th that might put Big Book out of business. Um, but if you want to go ahead and flaunt that advice, go go over to bigbook.app and look at the stats, yada, yada, yada. Uh, anything to add, fellas? Invest in wolves are always a good commodity. Uh, there's always another opportunity to check one off the list. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Hold on, where is it? Okay. There you go. <laughs>
<laughs> That's exactly the kind of delayed rim shot that earned. Yeah. <laughs> Love you, big. Thanks.